Ready? Ready? Go. Okay. Hi, I'm. My name? Dr. Webster. <laughs> Hi, my name is Dr. Sam Webster, and with me I have. Dr. Rhiannon Reed. And we both teach at the. Uh, Swansea Univ- School of Medicine. Yeah, can we keep changing our name? Swansea University and the School of Medicine, and we teach anatomy and embryology. So, um, this is the first of a new series of podcasts, and Rhiannon has kindly agreed to. Um, Liven things up a bit. And show off. <laughs> Uh, and to help me do this series of podcasts and actually get them completed and finished for once. So um, in this podcast, this is just an introductory one about the two of us, uh, who we are, where we've come from, what we do, a little bit about the teaching at uh, Swansea. And we're not going to talk about any embryology this time. We're just going to introduce the series. So who wants to go first? Do you want to go first or shall I go first? Uh, you better go first. Thank you very much. So um, the... Uh, the medicine program at the School of Medicine in Swansea is a graduate entry program. We're teaching postgraduates. We have a nice small intake of about 70 students a year. Um, and we teach two preclinical years and two clinical years in a fairly normal manner. In fact, the two clinical years, they disappear off around Wales, but that's by the by. So the science that we teach, we teach anatomy um, weekly and we intersperse that with embryology, largely so that the students can better understand the adult anatomy and how it forms and to be honest, an understanding of embryology actually means you have to remember less because if you can work out how things are formed, you can then work out where structures lie, how they're interconnected and so on. Um, so we have a series of about, what, 10, 11? Something like that. Yeah, about 10 or 11 embryology lectures. So we'll probably create about 10 or 11 or maybe more embryology podcasts um, to cover similar topics. Now, I've, well, we both did a degree in anatomical sciences in Cardiff. My degree was from 93 to 96. When was yours? Mine was 97 to 2000. Really? Yes. So we didn't even overlap? No. Oh. I'm significantly younger than you. Oh, yeah, okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so as the experienced teacher, um, I, I'll lead this. Um, and after that degree in anatomical sciences, which was largely covering what? Anatomy, cell biology, histology, a bit of physiology, biochemistry. Yeah, 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 all those things. Yeah, largely teaching you how to be a scientist more than anything else. So I did a couple of postdocs. Before that, of course, I did a PhD, otherwise I wouldn't be allowed to do postdocs. My PhD was um, looking at the growth of long bones using chick embryos. So I've got some embryology background from working with chick, chick embryos during that period. And after my PhD, I went off to America to um, work in a lab looking at um, investigating hematopoiesis, so early blood development in mouse embryos. So I spent a little bit of time working with mouse embryos before coming back to the UK and getting fully ensconced into um, cartilage biology and cartilage repair, which is my main area of research now. And that led somehow to me getting pulled further west into Swansea um, to teach anatomy teach embryology to look after some other areas of the course and also to try and do a bit of research in my spare time what about you Rhiannon what happened to you after your anatomy degree well my career is slightly different as I think I'm probably slightly lazier than you but um, no, after, my, after my degree I shipped off to Australia for a year then started to panic about what I was going to do when I came back and was fortunate enough to get offered a PhD at Cardiff back at Cardiff so I worked with um Dr. Jim Ralphs for three years on um, 
tendon tissue engineering, we were looking at tendon fibroblasts and trying to get them to grow uh, in a lab. Then I swanned off again to Australia for a year, not really work shy, uh, and was fortunate enough to come back and have a year living in Cornwall. Unfortunately, it's a not, not a hotbed of scientific research. So <laughs> one night I phoned Dr. Webster, and uh, the next thing you know, I'm working here at Swansea University. It's that easy to get a lecturing job these days in Wales. Absolutely. <laughs> it, was, it was the slight fact that... Um, Dr. Joe Bishop had conveniently become pregnant again and they needed someone to cover the maternity leave. So I'm very happy to be here. Which is good because Joe Bishop didn't want to help me out with the podcast, but you do, so that's <laughs> nice. I'm sure it's nice for all the students as well to listen to two of us instead of one of us. More interesting. Yeah, so um, you're reviewing your embryology to teach it. I certainly and talk am. about it and I the re- same with your anatomy. Yeah, I remember doing it the first time and I, I absolutely love it. I love anatomy, I think it's fantastic. I love embryology as well. Um, for this course, I think we're gonna we're gonna cover some general um, themes and issues and ideas rather than getting into the nitty gritty. Yeah, sure. It's gonna be uh, uh, embryology for medical students rather than embryology for biologists. Uh, in that medical students have so much to learn already. If we can, if we can uh, narrow it down a little bit, mm, I hate to say the word simplify, but to simplify what they need to know, then I'm sure that'll be helpful for them. And for yeah, medical students around the world. Um, what are we going to talk about next? Um, yeah. Should we talk about the local area? Swansea oh, itself? Because yeah. um, prospective students will know a little bit about Swansea and our current students know a lot about Swansea and it seems to be that most of our students come to Swansea so they can go surfing. Yes, which is one of the reasons why I'm here. Yeah, Swansea, <laughs> it's a beautiful part of the world. Swansea sits right next to the Gower, which was... What the the UK's first uh, site of special scientific interest, and it's uh, in several sites of what we call it natural outstanding beauty, outstanding yes, natural yeah, beauty, yeah. that sort of thing. It's a gorgeous part of the world, and it's uh, it's only forty five minutes west of Cardiff in South Wales. Unless you're in rush hour. Yes, true. <laughs> if you're commuting, it's worse. Um, but it's um, it's a very nice environment. Uh, the university's nice. The school of medicine's nice. Having a small group of students is very pleasant. It certainly helps with teaching anatomy to small groups. Um, it makes the course very interactive. And uh, I know the students get out and about and enjoy the local area. The hills and, uh, and classic valleys north of Swansea, the coastline, the seas, the beaches, the windsurfing, etc., etc. It's a great part of the world. Look it up on Google Earth if you don't know where we are, Swansea. Um, what's the Swansea website? Medicine.swan.ac.uk or if you want to look at the Swansea University website, swansea.ac.uk, and you can get a link to uh, the rest of the, the School of Medicine information, the university as a whole, and local stuff from there, I'm sure. Right, so we, we talked about the audience for the podcast and the style of podcasts. Um, now, these are podcasts that are derived from a series of lectures that we give between the two of us and a couple of other members of staff. And the lectures usually last for um what about 45 minutes yeah yeah if we can manage 45 minutes that's pretty good yeah try and keep it fairly simple so 40 to 45 minutes the podcasts are going to be around 30 minutes so they're not going to be uh direct replications of the lecture because we could just record the lecture problem is of course during the lecture we're pointing at images and that makes absolutely no sense when you're listening to the podcast so um the style of these podcasts is going to be kind of a condensed, descriptive version of what we give in the lectures. 
and we'll probably end up missing some things out. So we'll, I think we'll probably end up giving a series of podcasts slightly more, slightly longer than maybe a 12, 13, 14 episodes than the number of lectures that we give. Um, but we'll talk about that as we go through and see how much we can fit into each podcast. I think 30, 35 minutes is enough. 45, 50, 60 minutes, that's, that's too long to listen to. And hopefully if it's 30-odd minutes, you can review these if you don't understand what we're talking about. Um, if you are a Swansea student, you can access the PowerPoint presentations from the lectures and you can probably listen to the podcast alongside those PowerPoint presentations and look at the image. Uh, if you're not a Swansea student, well, we're going to try and create our own images which will go alongside these podcasts. You won't see these in the MP3 version. You'll see them if they're in the AAC format if you download them from iTunes if you use iTunes. We can see those in the future. I'll probably throw some images into this one, see see if you can see them, see if it works. Um, also, and then for the style of the podcast, we're not going to get into detail. Well, detail is... Uh, what? Detail is variable, isn't it? We can yeah, argue yeah. about how much detail to go into. We, it's difficult. For this case, we, just, we really want to stick to the things that are clinically relevant and, you know, what you have to know. Yeah, um, we're most interested in how structures form. So we're talking about cells which are what? Differentiating and proliferating and moving and forming new shapes and forming new structures. Uh, we're gonna, we're not going to refer to signaling uh, genes and that sort of thing. We're mostly going to be interested in processes and terminology and that sort of thing. We're trying to make the life of the medical student a little bit easier, help their understanding. You put on your radio voice again. Have I? Yes. Yeah. No, good thing. Yeah. Good, okay. <laughs> so stages of development, how different systems of the body develop and that sort of thing. Um, some of it will be linked into what can go wrong if these systems don't develop properly. Uh, uh, so into genital defects and that sort of thing. And to be honest, that's another important reason for understanding your embryology is that with congenital defects, a doctor needs to be able to, for one, understand why that problem why that defect occurred and two needs to be able to explain how it occurred uh, and what problems it might cause to the parents so embryology is important for your understanding and for your clinical work in fact to be honest when i speak to doctors these days they often complain about their embryology they say oh no that was terrible i never understood it. i never use it it's a complete waste of time but actually if you speak to them a little bit more you find out that they use their embryology quite a bit sometimes without realising it. But we don't want to bog you down with too much information because if you're listening to this in the car, you'll fall asleep and crash and that would be bad. Um, we'll try and keep it, um, I don't know if I dare say interesting with, uh, with embryology in mind. I find embryology very interesting and fascinating, but I know that medical students struggle with it. But we'll try and keep it uh, brief, to the point, and uh, an appropriate level of information. Does that sound fair, Rihanna? I think that sounds more than fair, Samuel. should be easier for us as well. Absolutely. Hmm. Okay, so let's have a look at the topic list or the list of lectures that we normally give um, to the students here that we're trying to convert into podcasts. So we start off with the Introduction to Embryology and Development, which is uh, a lecture that talks about processes of growth, for example, with what the terms uh, differentiation and proliferation and accretion and so on and so on mean. Then we move on to the development of the embryo up to 18 days, which starts with the zygote, so it doesn't cover fertilization, but it starts just after fertilization, uh, follows the developing embryo through to implantation, 
and gastrulation, but stops short of neurulation. And then we have the development of the alimentary tract in utero, nice and simple, very helpful in understanding the structures of the gut and the blood supply and so on. And then the embryology of the musculoskeletal system. What do you talk about in that one, Lee? Um, for the musculoskeletal system, we look at the development of somites um, and the segmentation of the body. We'll also cover limb development in that as well. So there's a bit of signaling in there. Absolutely. Lot not of, too much. A lot of, lot of signaling molecules, but we won't go into detail. Okay. Uh, and then there's the development of the heart and blood vessels. So, yeah, the formation of the circulatory system how the heart as a tube forms and how it folds to form the chambers we recognise in the adult. And of course that's interesting because the circulation in the embryo and fetus is different to the adult circulation, so we have to have a look at that and see what changes at birth. Then we have the embryology of the respiratory tract, which is very important. Yes, we'll look at um, tracheal and um, the splitting from, of the trachea from the esophagus, then we look at the developing lung bud, um, and there's quite a few complex terms in there so we'll um we'll make sure we go over those and exactly make sure we know exactly what is what and we'll look at that after the embryonic stages and at the fetal stages as well and look at uh yeah what happens in uh, newborn well prematurely born babies when they can't breathe yeah. uh, and then we have the embryology of the urinary system which is fairly straightforward a bunch of tubes coming together to form other tubes uh the embryology of the endocrine system which is a bit more complicated we look at, uh, say, the pancreas, the pituitary gland, the adrenal glands. Um, we look at how those form and it explains some of their functions and how they're connected to other systems. And then we look at the embryology of the male and female reproductive tracts, which is a little bit linked to the embryology of the urinary system. And we look at how both male and female embryos are very, very similar up until a point. And then there's a distinct change. And then we have uh, the embryology of the head and neck, or the formation of the pharyngeal arches, which can, which give rise to most of the structures of the face and the head and neck and so on. And then normally we, we finish with um, a lecture on neuroembryology, so the development of the central nervous system. That maybe cover some of the peripheral nervous system as well, yes. like the sympathetic trunk. I'm not so good with neuroembryology. Yeah. Sympathetic, parasympathetic stuff, bits like that. And understanding the development of the uh, autonomic nervous system through neuroembryology is again very helpful in understanding your anatomy and why many of those autonomic structures exist in the adult. Right, okay, so that's what we're going to try and get through. I, I think we'll probably try and get through those before before our current batch of second years sit their intermediate and B exams. Okay, that sounds like a good plan. Yeah, it might take us a little longer to do all the pictures, but we set a deadline we might get it done um okay so that's us finished this is a brief introduction very short thank you for helping me re no problem at all are you gonna be here for every other podcast i'll do my best right okay we'll see <laughs> that'll be good uh so next time then the first proper embryology podcast in the series is going to look at um introduction to developmental processes which we are both very familiar with because we're both cell biologists and these are concepts we use week in week out in research but their ideas of you know cell specialization how structures get bigger and that sort of thing okay i'm really looking forward to it are you yeah good <laughs> okay see you all next time bye bye
These podcasts and other educational resources for anatomy and embryology can be downloaded from www.samwebster.net.